Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, friends. I'm Ashley Kramer. And I'm Brittany Labby. And this is More Than a Season podcast. With the help of men and women across all sports and levels, we dive deep into the highs and lows of the sports industry. No topic is off limits as we discuss the struggles and stereotypes while celebrating the successes and community that comes with this lifestyle. So whether you're a coaches or athlete significant other or just enjoy talking about sports, you are welcome here. Let's take a look beyond the season and get started with today's episode. What's going on, everyone? Hey. Oh man, it has been a weekend and a long last week, but we are happy to be back and recording per usual. It's our yes, favorite. It is our favorite and I'm so happy to be home. <laughs> I know you're not home yet, Ashley, but I'm so happy. No more travel for me for the rest of November. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, I'm I'm coming home in another week. I have made of honor duties this weekend and y'all send some good vibes my way because I have not done this before just yet. So this is definitely a new role that I'm going to be doing (laughs) this weekend. So good vibes on the speech that I have to give. (laughs) Just don't try to make it funny. I always feel like if you try to make it funny, it's never funny. (laughs) I was thinking of ways to like kick it off and I came up with an idea and Carson thought it was really funny and I was like half joking, but I'm really not going to do it because one, her fiance works for a church. So it's going to be like, all these church people in there, but I was going to basically open up and say, hi, my name's Ashley. Um, I'm Bethany's mistress. I mean, maid of honor, (laughs) because I saw that done one time. I thought it was hilarious. And Carson was like, you should do it. And I was like, I will literally get escorted off the stage. So probably not going to do it. (laughs) Most likely not. I was a maid of honor one time and I had my friend, I said, Haley, put your hand out. And I said, okay, Lincoln, put your hand on top. This is the last time you will have the upper hand in this relationship. That's so creative. (laughs) I stole that from somewhere else, I'm sure. But yeah. Oh, maybe I'll sneak that in. You can do that. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Enjoy this moment because it's the last time you'll have the upper hand in the relationship. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll have to practice. If y'all, I know y'all can't see Brittany, but that was some brilliant like hand motions. Yes. To do that too. Gotta do the hand motions. Yes. And so you went to, you were traveling, you went to Arizona. How was that? Was that good? What was going on there? Long. It's so hard when you live in a small town to travel across country because it's just a long day. Like it's about 12 hours when all is said and done because you have to drive to the airport and then layovers and all that. And then You know, the time change isn't terrible, I feel like, normally for me. But for some reason this weekend, it kicked my butt, I think, because I was waking up like five o'clock in the morning because you had to be there so early. So it was just, it was long. It was so hot there, too. It was so hot. Arizona does not know fall weather. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like the time zones always make me laugh because it's like they just don't participate. They're like, yeah, we're not doing a time change. So it always cracks me up with all that. And I went to Oklahoma State this weekend, and if y'all were following along on the stories, I posted those house decks. So what did you think? Did you think they were crazy those were or what? so cool. That, I think every school should do that. I think that's so awesome. Yeah. So we spend like hours, like they start the, you know, second week of school or whatever. So it was really cool to see them all and everyone competes against each other. So 
it was fun to see who won, who didn't win. But I went into my sorority house and they completely did like a renovation uh, within the house. And so when I was there, it was still the same house from like the sixties. Like mm-hmm. it was, they had updates on the room, but not a complete renovation. Like these girls have now. And so I did a tour and I could not believe what this house had turned into. It blew my mind. They had, I, I will share a picture like on the stories or share it because they had smart touch mirrors for every single girl what? to get ready. What does and that like, even mean? You know, like a smart mirror, like where it zooms in on your makeup for you to like do your makeup and it like lights up like what? a smart mirror. I've never even I was seen like, that before. What? Yeah. So they're super expensive, but like you basically, they had a chair in front of it and you do your makeup and say that you wanted to zoom in like on your eye or whatever eyeshadow that you're trying to put on, you touch it and it zooms in on like your face so you can see it closer. Super high technology did not have that at all when I was there. Wow. That's crazy. I feel like the sorority houses are insane. Like even we've talked about this before, but like Alabama has amazing ones. And I feel like just Mm -hmm. the the architecture and all of the things that go into being in a sorority is crazy to me. Like all the people that are involved in making that a beautiful house, it's nicer than any house I've ever lived in. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. We had like, when I was there, it was like three showers and then everyone had to share. Like there was like 80 girls living in this house and we all had to share and like you scheduled your shower times. It was ridiculous, but they are living the high life there. And then when we walked outside, so little backstory, uh, sorry, I'm not trying to make this all about me talking about <laughs> homecoming, but it made me laugh. I have not told Brittany this yet, but basically the guy that I dated in high school through the first like two-ish or I guess year and a half of college, we dated for like five years. So he had this like really crappy red Mazda car. Like when we were dating, it would it was a stick shift. So like it's the kind of car that when you park at a light, it starts to roll backwards if you don't keep switching gears. And we go around the corner at the house decks, like we're watching, and I see this carnival games. They do it every year for this fraternity. And one of the carnival games is you pay a ticket and you get a mallet and you get to beat the crap out of the, the car, like whatever what? car it was that's that's so donated. Cool. <laughs> Yes. So I see, I see this car like in the front of the lawn and I'm like, no, it couldn't be. And it was his vehicle. No. And I was like, what? So we started laughing and I like went over there and we're like looking in the seats and stuff. And there was like a stain from like a Sonic drink that I had spilled. Like my gosh, when I was like 18 and I look in there and that's in the carpet and it was his vehicle. He had donated, I guess. I had no idea. Did he go to school there? Yeah. He went to school there. Wow. That's yeah. I paid wild. a ticket. I took a mallet and I just beat the crap out of the top of the <laughs> the vehicle. Nothing was more empowering. I was like, oh, that's just, so cool. Everyone I, should do that. <laughs> oh, yes. So that was my crazy story. Cause like, what are the odds? Was that. he there? I don't know. We didn't run into each oh. other and we're like civil and stuff, but it just cracked me up. That'd be funny if he was there though, like watching him meet his car. <laughs> yeah. And all my siblings were laughing. They're like, oh, the- I've been in this car. Like I've been there. And I was like, oh my gosh. So the little freshmen that are like running the carnival came over and they're like, ma'am, do you want to swing at the hammer? And I was like, okay, first off, he called me ma'am. And second of all, like, 
they just don't know about the vehicle. That's but it was so crazy. funny. Oh my gosh, that's yes. crazy. It's yes. wild too, like the outfits and things that people wear, like how it changes throughout the years and how it changes even in different conferences. Like I was at Arizona State this weekend and you were at Oklahoma State and like, you know, getting to see different schools when we're, you know, in the SEC, we see people dress up a lot, but it's just, it's interesting to see all these different kids in their getups, I guess. Yeah, I definitely felt my age. Like when yeah. the, you know, the guys are starting to call you ma'am and then, you know, you don't get carded at the college bars. It's kind of sad, but it was a good time and it was great to be there. But now I'm like back in routine. So it's nice, but we are so excited. If y'all have not seen our new rebrand, we have been working so hard on this and we're both so excited to share it with everyone. So we hope you love it as much as we do. Yeah, we're super excited about our new cover art and we'll be changing over all of our social media to that. We're also working on a new logo, so that will be coming soon. But we hope that you guys like that. And then we got another idea for our community to call y'all playmakers. So mm -hmm. let us know if you like that. Otherwise, we'll put some different ideas on our Instagram story. So if you're not already following us on there, you should definitely do so. And we'll put out a poll next week to come up with a name for our community. Speaking of our community, I really want to read our review of the week. And don't mind me for butchering your name, but <laughs> Shell or Shelly Ray J, thank you so much for posting a review this week. And she said, what I love about this podcast is the inclusivity vibe it embodies. For anyone involved in athletics at any level, via a spouse or significant other, it consistently delivers the positive and rare in this industry message that your spouse or significant other's identity isn't your identity and that all are welcome, both those who fit a mold and those who make their own. It reminds me that I have a place here, even if I do things the same way as everyone else, and we can still find community, common ground, and support. Great job, ladies, at fostering this amazing space for honest dialogue. Thank you wow. so much. That was very, very well thought out. And we appreciate all of our reviews like we've mentioned before. If you haven't already, please pause right here where you are. Scroll down. Follow us and give us a review. It does not have to be that long. It can just be a simple sentence. Yes, I, I love reading those. And it's just such a nice feeling knowing that the community is benefiting from just being around and us having this platform to just spread all the knowledge that we can give from other people in our community. So I think that's super awesome. And this week's episode what a treat it is. Um, it's kind of funny because Bailey, she is actually in Pullman right now. And I feel like we just kind of like missed each other by literally a season. Mm -hmm. uh, Brittany and I both, you know, laugh because when we were talking to her, we were naming off the same places in Pullman. And that tells you how small the world is mm -hmm. when we're literally missing each other by like a month is yes, what it was. Yes. She was moving to Pullman as you and I were moving out of Pullman literally like the same week. We were talking about it within the episode. It's so funny. But she's now actually pregnant with her second child. But we talked about having a kid during season and the highs and lows that postpartum can bring, especially having your first kid, I think not expecting or not knowing what to expect when you have a baby and you know, you're now in charge of this human and you're like, 
sent home from the hospital and told to just, okay, go ahead and take care of a kid. I think she did a great job at explaining everyone has their own path and everyone has their own journey. And it's okay if yours doesn't look the same as everyone else's. And I think that's important in general, but especially I feel like as a first time mom, she did a great job at welcoming those that are maybe right now pregnant or maybe pregnant in the future. She did a great job at explaining beyond being pregnant. Yeah, I think she did such a great job. And I just want to like commend her because when she came on, we basically were asking her to expose all of her feelings that she went through and go back through basically something that she had just experienced. And with COVID, everything you know, is even more isolating and you're trying to figure it all out in a new uh, town and city. And I think that with all those changes that are happening, like within this new chapter of bringing home a newborn, it's crazy that people don't talk about it as much because Mm -hmm. we had no idea that she was feeling that and that's normal to feel that way. And so I think it's amazing that she basically opened up and told us everything that she felt and I mean, didn't leave anything out. No, she didn't. It's a really raw and authentic conversation. And even if you're not in that stage in life, we think you can take something away from this episode. So we hope you enjoy and we will see you on the other side. Hello. Hey. You know, it's our favorite time of the week. We love having special guests, and today we have another one. So we're just going to throw it on over to her and let her introduce herself. Hey, guys. My name is Bailey Bradshaw. My husband is Dwayne Bradshaw. We live in Pullman, Washington, and we are at Washington State University, and Dwayne is the head football strength and conditioning coach here. And we're in our second season at WSU, which I know you guys are familiar with. We are. <laughs> yes, yes, and you have a little one, and you have a little one on the way, right? Oh, yes. How could I forget? So my son, Duke, actually turns one tomorrow, which my mama heart cannot handle. It goes so fast. Everyone tells you that before you have kids, and it really does. I, it feels like literally yesterday we were going to the hospital to, like, have him. <laughs> and then I have another one on the way. I'm due with our little girl. She's due in January. That's so yeah. exciting. So you work from home, right? Yes, I work from home. I'm actually transitioning into a new position with a new company. So I work in talent acquisition. So for people who aren't familiar with that term, that is basically the recruiting and hiring portion of human resources. I work in talent acquisition for a home care company. So like home health, like if you needed nursing services or like personal care services in your home, that was the company that I was working for before. And I'm moving over to a new home care company here in the Pacific Northwest. So it's definitely been a blessing to be able to work from home, especially in this industry. It's been a huge help Mm -hmm. and I love working. So that may change after I have another kid, (laughs) but currently I I really enjoy working. So um, it's been nice. So how did you do that in the beginning with balancing work and having a new because I don't know how you could focus on a task and then, you know, like have a baby as well. So how did you do that? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, I took like a standard maternity leave. I think I was, well, standard, actually, I learned that standard maternity leave, there is no such thing. Like every company offers like something different, but I took 12 weeks off of work. So, you know, it was a huge adjustment period. First time mom, like going through COVID, pregnant, having a kid, no family around. So 
I really took like that full 12 weeks to get adjusted and then went back to work part-time for two weeks and then went back full-time after that. And I felt ready and everyone's different. There are some people who are ready to go back at like six weeks and some people who are like, I never want to work again. So, you know, it's completely different. And whatever you choose to do is, is perfect for you and your family. For me, we are blessed to have a wonderful nanny who works in our home. She works like my work hours. So she'll come when I'm well, she comes a little bit earlier than when I get started with work. So she'll kind of help me get my day started with Duke. And it's nice though, because I can hear them upstairs. And like, if I need to go check on something or like go and see about what's going on up there, I can, but it's nice because I can focus on work. My office is downstairs and they spend most of their time upstairs. So that is how I'm able to do it. If I did not have that, I could not work at home. (laughs) There's absolutely no way. Yeah, that is so nice that you have that. And I just want to touch on this because for all the listeners that don't follow you on Instagram, you were really open about being a first-time mom and all of the things that people don't tell you about, which I was really appreciative of because we don't have kids yet. And I think as you kind of get older and you get to that phase where all your friends are having kids and they're telling you these things that are just mind-blowing, honestly, about pregnancy and about giving birth and all of these things. So what was that experience like for you? Like you just mentioned, you were by yourself without family or friends nearby in the middle of a pandemic and having your first baby. That's a lot. (laughs) It is. I mean, that's a loaded question because there's like so much (laughs) that I could say here. But first of all, yes, I tried to be transparent about my experience being a first time mom when I was like maybe close to 30 weeks pregnant with Duke last year. Someone had posted something that gave me like a really good idea to post. It was basically like, what was your oh crap moment? Like, I didn't know this. No one told me this. And obviously I hadn't had him yet, but I was like, I just want to throw this question box out there to like the people that follow me and just see what people have to say. A lot of it was like really funny stuff. And a lot of it was very serious, like postpartum depression and like anxiety can look so different for everyone. I mean, it's not just like this feeling of just complete like despair and depression like it can just be so many things and like come in so many different ways and so that was something that kind of like opened my eyes was no one really talks about that I actually experienced it so I mean that's something that we can kind of jump into later or you know whenever but I think that like not having my family around and Dwayne and I doing this by ourselves it made us so much stronger. I mean, it wasn't ideal. Like ideally I would have had someone here when we came home from the hospital and helping me out those first few weeks, but I didn't. And I gave birth on early Friday morning and he went back to work on a Monday. And, you know, while our head coach was wonderful and was just like, go take your time, like go be with your wife. It was still the middle of season. And there was still like a lot that I think was on Dwayne's shoulders too. He balanced that incredibly well. I mean, he he did amazing with that balance of like working and then also trying to be with me some, but it it taught me so much. I mean, I can't even, like you said, it's a lot, (laughs) but it really taught me the importance of just very clear and honest communication with your spouse or your significant other when you go through that and just really laying out expectations and what you need and like the help that you need. 
No, I appreciate you sharing all of that because uh, I remember Brittany and I were actually reading that that question box answers and we were screenshotting them and sending to each other because I was like, what? This happens? <laughs> like, what is going on? Because you don't, you're right, yeah. you don't talk about it. You don't. And I think that that's something we're trying to do too is talk more about it because in this industry, I feel like it's so much pressure because you're, you're bringing home this baby and then your husband goes back to work or your significant other and postpartum is the thing that most women do go through, but no one really talks about it. So can you give us the overview of what you went through and just what you would kind of share with women um, to maybe make them feel not so alone when they're going through something like this? Yeah. I love that you mentioned like not feeling alone because that I think was one of the shocking things for me was just sometimes the loneliness of those newborn days, because I think that social media does a wonderful job at painting this beautiful picture of, you know, motherhood. And it is, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's a beautiful journey, becoming a mother, being a first time mom, it's wonderful, but I also think that it can be very deceiving, like the information people receive from social media, or maybe even like just through maybe not so authentic conversations about it. I don't know what I expected, but I tried to have an open mind going into it, even in going to the hospital. Like I had a birth plan, but I, I wasn't so set on that. I told my doctors and nurses, you know, at the end of the day, you know, what's best for me, like make suggestions, because I don't want to say yes, or no, you know, concretely to like these interventions, whatever it may be. You know, I didn't want to say 100%. Yes, I need an epidural or no, I don't like, let's just like gauge the situation. And we'll go from there. I've never done this before. So like, I just wanted guidance in that area, too. So I think starting out like the very beginning of that process, like going to the hospital to have him, like just having that open mindset there really helped me. Dwayne was also incredible through that. He should be like a nurse, a labor and delivery nurse, but he's also a coach. So like he was really coaching me through it. So he was, he was awesome. And I knew then I was like, all right, he's going to be, he's going to be a good dad. Like I already knew that, but like, even during that, you know, moment, like you see the memes of like the dad to just kind of stay like up above the shoulders and like, don't look down there and like, don't help or anything like that. Like he was like one of the nurses. He was amazing. So like that really helps like take a lot of the stress off of me. So yeah, just keeping an open mind, like just going into it, like starting with that process really helped me out a lot. And then coming home, like I said, I don't really know what I expected. I'll say what I've told, you know, other like first time moms who like had babies like around the same time as me or, you know, right after me, they're sharing that they felt like guilty because they were like, this is not what I expected. Like, I'm sad. I don't enjoy this. I'm sleep deprived. Like, I'm, I'm not always happy. I feel, but I feel terrible about that because I have this blessing. I have this baby that like I wanted so badly. Mm-hmm. And what I told them and what I would tell anyone else is, that is normal. And whatever you are feeling and whatever you are going through is normal and okay. And I think that's one thing that really helped me when I would talk with one of my friends that I would, you know, confide in a lot whenever I was having some like rough moments. The the first thing she would always say is this is normal. Like Mm -hmm. you're not alone. This is normal. Everyone goes through this. Everyone feels this way, whether they share that with you or not you know, that could be anxious thoughts about 
you know, what if this happens to my baby or Mm -hmm. scary thoughts, like you're prepped for that. When you leave the hospital, they tell you you're going to cry and you're not going to know why you're crying or, you know, you'll have and scary intrusive thoughts that's normal, like your hormones, they're just trying to regulate, but you really get like a really quick crash course of like motherhood, like right before. And they're like, here's your baby, go home. And <laughs> I've seen like some really good memes on that too. It's like, here's a packet about postpartum depression. Now go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think just really keeping like open communication with your spouse or your significant other. And then also your doctor, like after a certain amount of time, if you know, like, okay, how I'm feeling, just it's, I don't think that it's normal, or maybe mm-hmm. it is, but I just want to talk about it. Talk with your doctor about it. Mm-hmm. Talk with other moms about it, because you may find too, like, oh, okay, like, this is normal. And you can't really put a time frame on when you will, quote, bounce back. And mm-hmm. I think that yeah. that's something else that social media has done. It's like this bounce back culture, like, got your body back, honey this is your body and you're going to have it for <laughs> like, welcome to motherhood because like that body you had before probably is not going to And I don't mean that in a negative way, but like things just change. And I think social media does a great job of covering that up. And I don't know, maybe we just all need to delete Instagram altogether because I, I've heard from so many new moms that like, this is just not what I expected, or this is not how it looks for so-and-so. Like one of my friends actually said that, like, this isn't how it looked for my friend who had her baby six months ago. I'm like, yeah, because she wasn't posting Mm -hmm. her being up at 3 a.m. crying her eyes out because she's so tired, Mm -hmm. but she is also very happy. She posted that happy moment. And while that was a real moment, she didn't show Mm -hmm. you everything else. Yeah, There's a lot of really good accounts out there too, like for moms and like postpartum nurses or labor labor and delivery nurses that will actually like post stuff like that when they have kids, which is like, I appreciate. Yeah. But one thing that I would really just tell a new mom, or even if you're not a new mom and you're like about to have another child, like I am have an open mind and whatever you feel and whatever you go through is your journey Mm -hmm. and it's okay. And it's normal. And even though someone else's journey or experience may not look like yours or be identical to yours, they had their challenges as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe you didn't hear about those. Maybe you did, but embrace your own situation and your own journey and your own family and just take it day by day, sometimes hour by hour. Sometimes that's what you have to do. But I would also like to offer if you're out there and you ever feel alone and you've just had a baby and you're in the middle of season or maybe not, maybe you're in off season and you just feel like you have nobody to talk to, please look me up and message me. I will talk with you anytime of night. I may not answer, (laughs) but I'll answer in the morning. (laughs) So please reach out to me um, if I could help anyone through that time and transition, like that would just be a blessing to me to be able to help someone through that. So please reach out to me. Yeah. And I think you just sharing your story and sharing things that you went through will help people because as we talked about in a past episode with things that we were struggling with, I struggle with anxiety. And although it's not postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression, you know, it does have that feeling. And I feel things for like those moms that are going through that because 
I can't imagine what my mom went through. Now I have anxiety about my mom. Like I know she had anxiety about me as a kid. And now I'm like, where are you? Like I have her on find my friends. I'm like, where are you at mom? You know, like I just feel like we all need to give each other grace and realize that Instagram is a highlight reel. And so is Facebook. And that is not what everyone's experiencing. So I really appreciate you sharing your story and being raw and authentic about it because I know it's definitely going to help someone And we will tag you in the show notes as well so that people can find you if they do have questions about postpartum, which we probably will at some point. So expect a DM (laughs) from us at some point. I'm here. I'm here for you. Keep me on call. Okay. So you said that you gave birth during season, which is crazy. And I think a lot of us in this industry have either gone through that or are potentially going to go through that at some point. Sometimes you can't help when you get pregnant. And it could be during the middle of your season, especially some of our people that are baseball wives or you know, people that have longer seasons. So what was that feeling like when you were in the middle of season and there was a potential that he could be like at an away game or maybe like not there that weekend? Did you have someone there with you that you knew like that person would be there if you needed to go to the hospital? Yeah. So it was a crazy feeling. Whenever I found out when I was due, one of the first things that you think of is, oh, great. Like that's October. That's the middle of football season. (laughs) And I think whenever people in this industry or just in the sports industry in general, like if you are trying to plan a pregnancy for a specific time or for it to fall, like in a specific time, it's just not going to happen then. (laughs) Like it's going to happen the time that you're not planning for it to happen. So that's what happened to us. It was a surprise. We had been trying, but it was a surprise that it happened when it did. And that's just a whole nother story. So, you know, yeah, my initial thought was, okay, this is going to be during football season. I think I mentally just pushed that out and was just like, okay, let's just do this. Like, it, you can't change it. And like, let's just go. So, you know, when I found out that I was pregnant with Duke, it was at the end of January, 2020. And it was actually the day that I was like packing up our house in Hawaii and moving to Washington. So I was by myself. Dwayne had already moved. I had gone with him maybe three weeks prior to get him like moved up there and like get his stuff up here. And I had to go somewhere for work on the East Coast. Then I flew back to Hawaii to finish packing our house and to just like get everything. And like the morning of my flight to Washington, I'm like wrapping up all of our like moving process. And I'm like, you know, I feel a little off. I don't know if it's nerves. You know, I don't know if I'm just like sad about this move and it's like affecting me or like hitting me harder than I thought it was going to. No, I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) And I... I had a pregnancy test and was like, well, I'm probably not, but like, you know, we'll see. And let me tell you something. When that line showed up, I thought I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, October. Great. (laughs) So yes. But at the same time, like we were so excited. He's such a blessing to us. I mean, he's wild and loud, like his dad. And I I wouldn't have changed it for anything. Gosh, okay, let's move ahead to like actually having him during the season. So, you know, that was something that like a lot of people would like ask me. It's like, what are you going to do? Like, what's the schedule? What are you? And, you know, this was a COVID season. So it was not a normal season. I think we were playing 
only like our in conference games and our the amount of games that we were playing had also been reduced. So that being said, like it was also like compacted into like go, go, go. Like we're trying to get these games done and they were really busy. So our first game wasn't until November. So that was actually like great. So I had him in October on the 16th. Our first game was in November. So Dwayne was here and I knew, you know, as long as I have him, like around the time that I'm supposed to have him, like he's going to be here. So that was a huge blessing. I mean, God worked that out for us just flawlessly. I mean, had it been like any other season, it wouldn't have been like that. Mm -hmm. And there would have been a chance that he would have been gone. So yes, I gave birth during 2020 COVID year, but at the same time, it allowed for Dwayne to be here and the season to be pushed back. So that was awesome. But then when Duke was three weeks old, you know, he went on the road. And that was one of those moments where I realized, you know, you hear people talk about how moms like just do it, like they just get it done. Sometimes when they don't have a choice, they just like they got to knock it out and just Mm -hmm. get get it done. (laughs) And that's what it was like those two weekends that he traveled, because I think they had two back to back, like out of town games or like away games. So I was like, okay, I just got to do this. (laughs) And I was so sleep deprived, but it just showed me, you know what, you can do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're nervous about when it comes to like being a mom or like having a baby. Yes. Those feelings are warranted. And there's a reason you feel like that because it can be a little overwhelming, but also I just got it done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Like he's going to help me when he gets home too. (laughs) Don't worry about that. (laughs) Yeah. The honey do list. You're like, here you go. Second you walk in the door. Yeah. Right. There is so many baby things and it just, I don't even know. It's like a market that is like brilliant. I'm like, oh, so many baby items. So when you think of something, what is like number one thing every mom should have that's in this industry? Well, you know, like every baby eats different, like some babies like nurse and some of them take a bottle and some of them take formula. So like all of that kind of stuff is like specific to like that situation and, and what that mom decides to do for me, a sound machine. Like, I know that sounds really like crazy, but a sound machine, because that helped him sleep really good. And then a swaddle or like some type of like sleep suit that works really well for that baby specifically mm-hmm. but every baby's different so that's why like one child like you could have all this gear and it be have been perfect for that baby and then your next baby it's like oh no thanks I don't like that patchy <laughs> I don't like that swaddle actually I'm not going to be swaddled at all <laughs> I don't like that bottle <laughs> so I think once you find what works for you this is what I did I found like a specific like stretch swaddle that worked really well I ordered like yeah. <laughs> because you know babies have accidents too so I was like I need these on hand so you just get in your groove and you find what works best for you yeah I feel like you approach this situation so well because in this day and age that we're in everyone is all about social media and all of these people that are telling you like this is good for your baby this is not good for your baby this is what you should do or this is what you shouldn't do and I feel like when our parents had us there was nothing like that it was just like do what you can and like I don't know, try your best. Right. And now we have like all of these bloggers and things like that that are like overloading you with all of this information on what is quote unquote best for your baby. And I love the way that you've approached it this entire interview. You've really just been like, 
you do what's best for you, whatever that is, and you do what's best for your baby, whatever that is, and you'll be good. So I love that you have that blockout mentality because it's not easy in this industry. Yeah. I do want to touch on just Hawaii just blows my mind. I can't believe you lived there. It looked magical like you were in the fairy tale. She's talked about this to me all the time. I know. They went from Hawaii to Washington. I know. And I was just like, you go from polar opposite weather and then packing and shipping. I'm like, how in the world did you, I mean, I know it's possible to move your stuff on an airplane, but it just blows my mind that whole process of going to the mainland. (laughs) Can you walk through kind of your experience of being in Hawaii, like living in a totally separate part of everything? I just feel like you're totally in your own world out there. Yeah. Well, you kind of are. Like, (laughs) I used to joke because the company I used to work for, they had offices in Hawaii too, which operated completely different than the offices that operated on the mainland. Well, I shouldn't say completely different, but they had their own style and they did their own thing. And it was different than the business that was like run on the mainland as well. So it's kind of like its own little country. Like people will joke about that and you're like, no, it kind of is. Like (laughs) it's, you know, hey, we have Target though. Like there's Target out there and Mm -hmm. Marshalls and TJ Maxx. So it is a lot different, but it has a lot of the same type of like mainland stuff too. So when we moved from Hawaii, like I said, we had to relocate Dwayne first. So we got him up here and got all of the stuff. I went back maybe two weeks after that, two or three weeks after that. And we actually didn't move any furniture or anything. We sold all of our furniture. We kind of looked at like our moving stipend and like what would just work best for us. And we had not bought our house here yet. Rentals were super hard to come by. So you guys know, Fulman's a small college town and there's a lot of students that live here too. So it's like, you know, not only are you competing against all these other people in Pullman who are like wanting to buy a house or wanting to rent houses, but you're also competing against the students too. So the market was just like insane when we were trying to move. So I thought, you know what, I think it would just make most sense to sell our stuff and like the stuff that we want to keep, like Dwayne's memorabilia and like all the stuff that we've lugged from town to town with us (laughs) and all of like the little, you know, keepsake stuff that we like to keep. We boxed all of that up and sent it to someone that had already moved here. I sent it to their house. And yeah, we lived out of boxes for a few months until we could get into our house here. So logistically, that move looked a little different because we did have some of our um, families on that staff that also relocated here that did like move everything. They moved their furniture. They moved everything. And we just decided to sell stuff and move and we've done that a few times in some of our moves and we've also moved furniture and like used u-hauls so i think it just kind of depends like hawaii made things a lot more difficult to move and like to make that decision but at the end of the day we just that's what we decided was best Mm -hmm. for us and everyone always says like you move from hawaii to washington like the snow (laughs) you know the day that we landed here was the worst snowstorm that Pullman had had in years. And what's so funny is when we moved to Colorado from California, so same thing, like somewhere like super warm and like kind of 
tropical vibes to somewhere super cold. It was the worst snowstorm they had had in like 10 years. Like both days when we got there, it was like dumping snow. I'm like, I don't know what it is about us that brings the snow because we're coming from somewhere warm. So I'm not really sure what's going on here. But we got off the plane and you know, here in Pullman, you know, the airport, you get off on the tarmac basically. Like they, they roll the the stairs up (laughs) and you get off like that. And the baggage claim is in like this weird building like separate (laughs) (laughs) so we like get off the plane two other coaches had flown with us and we all get off the plane and we were like wow okay like (laughs) welcome to Pullman (laughs) and it was funny because Dwayne was wearing shorts and did not have a jacket and I was like oh my gosh we got to get this guy some clothes (laughs) that's so funny we adjust well and I think that that's something that like through prayer and like just being intentional about moving and like having that mindset, we as a family, as a couple have really tried to just make the most of wherever we are. And I think that that's a really important mindset to have in this industry, whether you be in football or baseball, or you're married or dating a player that plays in, you know, one of those major leagues you're going to move. It's inevitable. So just keeping that mindset of, you know, we're going to make the most of where we are while we're there. I personally don't hate cold weather, so it was okay with me, but yeah, huge change, big adjustment, (laughs) but we had done it before and it was nothing new to us. So I think it shocks other people more than it actually affected us. We're just like, yeah, you just got to do it. That's just a part of it. Yeah, I feel like that would be so hard because Pullman is a different world. Like moving from Pullman to here, we basically have the same thing. The airport is the same exact airport and you get off on the tarmac. And I was joking with my mom. We went to Pullman and I was like, you can see the people's hands like as they come through handing the bags like through the baggage claim, quote unquote, which is not really a baggage claim. So it's just such a funny, like different world. So we always ask this last question. If you were to go back in time and tell yourself just starting out in this industry one thing that you know now what would you say I knew you guys would ask this question and I didn't prepare myself for it I was like I bet you they're gonna ask something like that keep a flexible and open mind and that could be about anything I mean it could be like just like what we were talking about where you're moving to the size of school or team I mean like just keep an open mindset and adjust your expectations. So when you have really like specific expectations of something and they aren't met, then you get disappointed. And so I think just keeping an open mindset is really helpful. And that's really what has helped us most aside from our faith in God and our journey with him and just knowing that he will take care of us, just staying flexible because we've learned that a lot of what we anticipate or think might happen never actually happens so you know Mm -hmm. just going with the flow and just living life yeah yeah we we appreciate just how open and honest that you have been in this interview and I think it's just so wonderful that you are open about all these topics because that's what we're trying to do is just speak more on the hard things and we just appreciate having you on thank you so much I'm so grateful to have been able to be a part of this and if I'm able to encourage just one person through this conversation then I feel like I've done my job (laughs) so thank you guys yes love that and thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time bye 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season podcast for the latest updates. If you enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, or leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.